Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought-provoking conversations around money, wellness, business, life, and personal development. This is the space where humor meets depth and no topic is off limits. Let's fuck shit up. Hello guys and welcome back to not only another episode of the Jesse Williams podcast but our second official episode of Spill the Tea which is so exciting because the last one we did was a lot of me spilling the tea so I actually kind of put something out to you guys for my audience to be able to ask me questions and this time we're flipping the script and I've asked you questions and asked you to answer. And today I have with me the lovely Nat, my EA. Welcome, Nat. Hello. Happy to be here. I'm very, very excited. So we're going to be opening up a conversation today. And whilst we haven't themed today's episode, there kind of is some trending themes, isn't there? So there's a lot of stuff around like money. There's stuff around like relationships. There's stuff around drivers. <laughs> And then there's just stuff around like people in general. So first things first, we put two questions to the audience. The first question that we put was just like, please tell us your petty triggers. Like what are the things that trigger you that are just kind of a little bit ridiculous, but also funny. And then we opened up a little bit of a more serious conversation and we said, what are things that like actually are triggering triggering you in your life right now and bringing forward an emotional response of some kind. So I think we're going to start with, the serious ones. What do you reckon? And then we can finish with the petty stuff. Yeah, let's do it. So there was a lot of stuff around like really standard things that you can expect. So like, you know, being copied, having people project on you, people interrupting you when you're talking, a lot of like gaslighting kind of ones. But I've kind of decided to pull the ones that were the most common and bring them into a theme. So to kind of categorize the start of these, I guess we're going to talk a little bit around work and money the first one was and and again keep in mind we've selected some but pretty much all of these there were multiple answers of them of a similar kind of basically two things saying the same thing so when someone within the same industry as me gets a good review I feel awful about it and then I feel like the worst person on earth when I see other people win and wish that they wouldn't this is a big one yes I feel like this one kind of coming in with it's like the kind of like what we spoke about, but the comp- competitive piece and a little bit of like comparison, comparison yep. where it's like people see stuff like this and they almost can't hold other people in a win of some kind or, you know, they can't see someone doing something well without them then making it feel about themselves. And I think whilst this kind of applies to work, it happens everywhere. It happens in relationships, you know, people wanting to celebrate their friends getting engaged, but low key, like they're like, why isn't my partner to me or um, you know people getting pregnant having babies and they're like why am I not at that stage and I think there's there's a lot of things where this comes up and so I think this is like and not to say that the person doesn't know this and I'm sure they do but really coming into a deeper state of I guess confidence within yourself of like always you know feeling like knowing yourself sticking in your own lane like just you do you and then it will happen yeah a hundred percent and you know I know that I felt like this very very early on like even like a decade ago like I would have been 18 at that time I remember being more of like a teenager and seeing people who had more money than me or had things like that and it always made me feel like I was never doing enough like I was always behind or I should have finished my uni degree or I should be getting a pay rise and things like that so I think this is just a such a big one and even opening up that the conversation around tall poppy syndrome as well yep. have you you've heard yep. you know, tall, yeah mm-hmm. so something interesting that I found out and I would say this is changing 
But I found out a few months ago that tall poppy syndrome is an Australian thing. Did you know that? Really? I had no idea. Yeah. And I was like, it makes sense because even in America, you think about it and they're like the culture of the rich and famous. Like, you know, they've got Hollywood. Like you can be at a cafe and Justin Bieber's potentially having casually walking past. (laughs) You're shopping in, you know, Rodeo Drive and Kim Kardashian's like shopping down the street or whatever to exaggerate that. But basically, like I can't even fathom living in, in a reality like that. But they do. And in America, when you think about it, like they value or, or look up to, or I don't even know what the word is, but like not obsess over in a bad way, but like they fucking froth celebrities, yep. which means on some level, they're really, really frothing people that are making a lot of money, that are very well known, that are living a lavish lifestyle. It they're makes normalizing sense. it. Yeah. It's, it's so normalized yep. to see people doing incredible things and being like, oh my God, I love you. Yeah. I think that's the difference though. You can look up to someone and say, oh my God, she's killing it. I want to get to there without actually saying, well, why aren't I there yet? A hundred percent. Don't compare. Look at them, but then know that you, like use them as a goalpost. That's what you want to get to and then continue to grow from there. But yeah. Yeah. And I think we've all got different like life journeys and things like that as well. And I know this is so fucking cliche, but it's true. You just don't know what's going on Mm -hmm. behind closed doors and things like that and also you know I did an Instagram post really uh, recently and I said stop normalizing that Instagram's only a highlight reel because I think where we run into problems is when the only way we can feel good about ourselves is assuming that someone's feeling shit behind closed doors like to see someone making a lot of money or to see someone traveling or to see someone in a really picture perfect couple goals relationship and go oh well you know what, they probably have low body confidence or they probably have a shit relationship with their mum or they probably, like the, if the only way you can see someone happy and feel better about yourself is by assuming that another area of their life is shit. That's it's, a you problem. That's a you problem. <laughs> that's a you problem. That's like, yeah, that's soothing and you're actually ignoring the problem. All you're doing is distracting yourself, reframing and soothing yourself as opposed to looking at the relationship you have to seeing people be successful in the first place. So I think doing work around actually being able to hold people in their success is is going to be a value of some kind. Okay, so the next one, I just really wanted to touch on this because it says, when I see pretty, sexy as fuck, young ladies making impact and cash, whereas I'm 45 years old with zero impact and zero sales. And they've put some like fun little emojis in there as well. And the first thing when I saw this was, I was like, is she talking about you? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty, sexy, making cash, Um, ticking all the boxes. But I was like, I fucking love that this person said impact and cash impact and cash not just cash I was like I just I like you yep I like this person already because it shows me that yes they want to be making the money but they're also impact driven as well we've got my dogs in here and they're just crawling all (laughs) over the place I think this is really interesting because I'm not gonna sugarcoat shit and like blow smoke up anyone's ass and be like like no like blah 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 but the reality is With the society we now live in with social media, technology and things like that, people are having access to information at a younger and younger age. Mm -hmm. So even, it's funny, but you've seen those memes where it's like me at at 14 or 15 and you're like putting on your funky blue eyeshadow, you've got braces on, your hair's got got chunky jewelry. And then it's like 14 year olds these days and they're like doing like sexy TikTok dances and they're like got freaking bleached hair and and 
looking Invisalign. like they were 21. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, you fucking little fuckers yeah. got Invisalign and we had braces, but... I wasn't even allowed to wear makeup at school. <laughs> I like, know. <laughs> we would get in trouble. I forgot yep. about that. You would, you could be sent home or like they would give you a makeup wipe and they would give you a makeup wipe and say, go take your makeup off. That's wild. To think that now, if a teacher said that to a student, they'd be like, what? <laughs> oh my God, they would be like... That's discrimination of some sort. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, you just couldn't be like, yeah. That's a whole nother fucking conversation is like the things that I feel that are being normalized now where we like people almost can't say anything without being sexist, misogynist, Racist. racist, discriminatory and... That's also a conversation where it's true. People can be like misogynist, sexist, mm-hmm. racist, like all of that does happen. But then the flip side of that is we're, we're falling into a culture where we're putting a lot of responsibility onto everyone else as opposed to taking control around how, how we feel around certain things, which is just like a whole nother interesting conversation as well. But I think this is, this is cool where it's like if you're 45 years old now, one, that's the new 20. <laughs> <laughs> And I love that you're following us as well and engaging in our community. 45 yep. literally is the new 20. And, you know, I've been in a mastermind recently with a woman who, I can't remember if she was 39 or 40, and I was fucking gobsmacked. I'm like, you are the fucking funniest, most just like bougie, magnetic, like one of just the most incredible women I've, I've crossed paths with. And honestly, I thought she was like 35. And I do feel like, it's funny again I'm just so many cliches but you are as young as you feel like I feel like how you can present yourself and things like that and I feel like even reading something like this like you're seeing pretty sexy young ladies xyz and I'm 45 so even that seeing isn't it so interesting how people just create separation based off they find anything and if it wasn't your age they would have found something else yeah they would have been like they're beautiful and I'm not they're fucking come from a wealthy family and I didn't it, it's like we can always find the thing and I think what's really really powerful for for people is when you let go of whatever that thing is that you're holding yourself back or the story that you're using to clutch on as to why you're not there yet and just fucking get there mm-hmm. which is cool it's the comparison piece again isn't it's it it's the comparison yep. piece there's a lot of that in here like you can be 45 and you can still be sexy and pretty and beautiful and make and bank and making impact it's you, you're only as young as you feel. hundred percent. Yeah. And even just from like a business, let's use business perspective. I'm like, you're fucking wise. Like you got some wise ass shit. And it's interesting because I've worked with clients that are like, you know, early twenties and their biggest thing is I feel like people aren't going to take me seriously yep. because have how young I am. And like, they're going to think that I don't have enough experience. And I'm like, everyone's got their thing. So this is where it's like really finding your strength. Okay. If you're 45 and you want to fucking play the negative of that card, play the positive as well. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Oh, you've got more life experience. You've got more wisdom. You've got like, and, and market yourself that way. Market yourself you can always find something wrong like use something that feels like a weakness is your biggest strength Mm -hmm. like that's what I say I'm gonna lump the next two in together because the first one is when one of my friends talks about how much money they make in their nine to five and the next one is when someone that makes more money than you complains that they're not being paid enough for their job what's your thoughts on this if one of my friends was talking about how much money they were making I'd I'd be celebrating them. I'd be like, shit, yeah, that's awesome. Like, you go. Like, I see how hard you're working. Like, yeah, I I don't know. It's not a trigger that I can relate to, but I understand because there are people that do have a nine-to-five job that they would be miserable in. They're going there every day. They're not happy. They want to make a change. But I guess seeing their friends killing it, they're like, shit, I want to be there. 
Again, mm. it's going back to the comparison, comparison piece. They're not happy where they're at, but so then they're not happy seeing other people happy as well or mm. other people celebrating their wins. And it's your friends. Mm. Like You should be happy for them. I know. Yeah, it's just – it really mind boggles me because it really comes into that lack of self-confidence piece as well where I feel like – and the trending theme here, again, like whether it's babies, marriages, money, whatever – it's seeing something happen to someone else and you then going into a self-absorption of making it mean something about yourself. So it's this person's doing that, that means this about me. So this person's making money, that means I'm behind. This person's graduating uni, that means I'm not smart enough because I didn't go to uni. This person's getting engaged, that means that I am, you know what I mean? It's like always like stop, like can you just hear something and hold that and let that person have that? without that then meaning something yep. about yourself as well. And again, like we, even with all these pieces that we're speaking to, not saying that the triggers are bad or wrong, like we're talking about them because they're common. Yeah. Like, so even if, if you're someone who you dropped in this question, don't be thinking like, fuck, like, you know, you know that you should be supportive of your friends and you probably feel shame around the fact that you're not. A lot of people are in this the same, but it's like, that's why we're opening up a conversation yep. around it because it's like, let's start normalizing that we don't do that. And these questions, questions the only ones that we've that we're discussing today are ones that have been brought in multiple times Times. it's not just one person's put these in like we've got this again and again and again and can I just say we got a lot of questions so even (laughs) trying to narrow down what to talk about today yeah um we were gobsmacked with how many questions we got and so we chose the ones that were occurring again and again and again so you're not alone yeah and um yeah we Based on how much you're going to see us get through today, you should have seen the list of questions we're not answering and the the triggers we're not speaking into. Like there's just such a huge list. So yeah, I think with this, again, it's it's really seeing and, and hopefully even you can take this and the previous questions and you guys are starting to see a little bit of a trending theme around comparison. And this is where I believe when you don't do the actual work on yourself to build deep levels of self-confidence where someone can be doing something, achieving something in whatever kind of relationship and you still feel confident and in your power and it doesn't take away from yours because that's what this is. Mm -hmm. This is, I feel powerful, happy, confident until someone is doing better than me, making more money than me or whatever the thing is. So when you do work on being able to hold your power when you're around other powerful men and women and things like that, you can see how this would actually transmute into deepening so many other areas of your life because all of a sudden your relationships deepen because a part of you, you're not going to a shame spiral because when your friend tells you that they got engaged or that they got a pay rise at their job, you know that you're not fake celebrating them from mm-hmm. a state of, oh my God, I'm so happy for you because I feel I, that's what I have to say because I couldn't possibly fucking say that all that I'm thinking about right now is like, why don't I have that? So if there's a part where you then don't go into comparison, you then don't go into a shame spiral and you can be genuine and in integrity and honest and celebrate your friends there's an energetic piece at play that you're naturally going to deepen those relationships because people feel when you're being genuine as well. Yep. Yep. I agree. And again, like you said earlier, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know if they're working their ass off to get to where they are or if they've been building up their career for the last 10 years to get to where they are. Like you can't, you only see snippets. You don't know what they've been through. Yes, they're your friend, but you only see so much of their life. Yeah. And even if they've had an incredible fucking life, Cool. That's their journey. It's not yours. Like say, say in your own. Okay. So the next realm that we're kind of going to play into is relationships and triggers around relationships. And I was like, 
amazed at how much stuff came up around flirting, mm-hmm. cheating, entertaining other men, women, mm-hmm. whatever. Like there's a lot. Yep. There was stuff around, you know, we got we got the tea. Yep. We, we got, got some, some tea. goss. <laughs> <laughs> we got a little bit of goss. Um, you know, we had stuff around hearing around people, you know, sexting, uh, sexting a guy right up until the woman's wedding and then them feeling like they had to stop because they were getting married and then they got married and it's still continuing. And it's like this person said, um, I thought I was going to be at the next Runaway Bride movie. <laughs> Um, however, there's so much stuff. So just to read out a couple, you know, being around my partner and a hot girl walks past and he looks at her, it drives me insane. Um, my partner entertaining girls, when girls flirt with my man in front of me, he's mine. Like there was a lot of stuff around this. So really, I feel like at the core, there's a little bit of jealousy at play and there's a bit of insecurity at play. Mm -hmm. Like that's really, really what it comes down to. And with that, I'm going to open up the final question of that, which is, my partner purchasing OnlyFans content, is this cheating? So I'm going to share my perspective on this yep. and then I would I would just love to open up and, and hear your perspective. But basically for me, when it comes to things like this, is purchasing OnlyFans content, let's just say is purchasing or, or watching porn or anything like that, is that cheating? And to me, yes and no. And the reason I say yes and no is it depends on the dynamics of your relationship mm-hmm. and the boundaries within the scope of your relationship. So if my partner was to buy, personally for me, if my partner was to buy OnlyFans content, that's not cheating to me. Yep. Like that's not cheating to me because that doesn't bother me. There's no actual person fully, there's no, I don't know, there's no emotional connection at play, no emotional relationship, and there's also no actual physical relationship Mm -hmm. going down. That's within the realm of my relationship. I also feel very, very secure where a lot of these things like to be entirely just like being truthful, these wouldn't trigger me. So my partner looking at a girl and she had a fucking good ass or (laughs) something like that, I'm like, Cool. She you does. Look at that. Yeah. She's got a real fucking the thing good ass. Sorry, I think like us girls look at it before the guys do anyway. Oh. We walk past and be like, "Shit, I love her outfit." Or look at her legs. Like, yeah. I, I think it's more just a boundaries piece and also communication. Yeah. Does your partner know that having an OnlyFans is triggering you, or why is it triggering you as well? Like opening up that conversation beforehand. I don't know. I don't think looking at con, like you said, they're not actually doing anything. They're looking at content. If they're doing it in private and keeping it a secret from you, knowing that it's a boundary, then that's a communication problem. That's a that's a problem. Yeah, that's that's not honouring like and keeping a conversation open and potentially rubbing up on a wound for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, let's take the partner out of this. And and a lot of this, there was like, um, this is very. There's a lot of like heterosexual relationship, mm-hmm. a lot of guy girl yep. relationships. So I'm just going to use that for the example of this, but it would apply to the same dynamic in any relationship. But with things like this. This is where if you take the partner out, so with these examples here, take the man away from the mm-hmm. equation, I'd put fucking money on it that these women are triggered by the women anyway. Yep. They probably see a woman looking beautiful or pretty and it makes them feel shit about themselves. They probably see a woman being sexualized on social media and fucking slut shame them. Mm-hmm. This is, and whether it's obvious, it's probably very, very deep in your unconscious where you're maybe not, it's not loud and it's not noisy, but low key, a little part of you potentially potentially shamed, potentially got jealous, potentially got envious, potentially went into comparison again. Like it's all the comparison piece. And now that you're in a relationship and there's a third person involved, it's It's heightening it. It's, It's actually heightening what was already there. So 
there's two parts of this of what I'd speak to is I believe that in relationships, there's a, there's a balance between letting your partner be their own individual human, have their own like desires, needs, boundaries, and things like that. And it may be really important for your partner to feel like they have sexual freedom or mm-hmm. freedom around their sexuality and, and what they explore and things like that. And you may have a contradicting boundary, which is that's not okay. That makes me feel unwanted, whatever the story is that comes down to communicating as a couple. Okay. This is my boundary. My boundary is the opposite. What does it look like for us to meet Let's each meet other in the middle? middle? Yep. And then the next element of that is have if you've never had a fucking open conversation with your partner around what is and isn't considered cheating. That's a problem. You should have had that. Yep. That You should know. You yep. should know. And your partner should know your boundaries and your limitations as well. Absolutely. And um, it's funny because I was speaking, Oscar and I went for a walk late last night and we were walking around the dog park in the dark and I... I pulled up this conversation and I said oh like we got a lot of questions around this like I'm curious around your perspective Mm -hmm. and we just had some open dialogue around it and you know we it was a really really great point and Oscar brought in okay well for a polyamorous person they could have sex with someone else and that's not cheating yep like for someone who maybe they're monogamous but they have an open relationship they could potentially, you know, do foreplay and that's not considered cheating. So there's people with all different relationship dynamics where there's monogamy, there's polyamory, there's open relationships. So for someone, even having an emotional relationship, that's cheating, but physically that's fine. And then vice versa. Oh, like you can have an emotional relationship. You can flirt with people a little bit, but like don't fucking suck dick. (laughs) Yeah, You know what I mean? Like there can be things like that. So this is where I think in relationships, it's really important to know what are your limitations? What's considered cheating? What feels like it takes away from, you know, the the sacredness of your relationship. And that's really going to depend on the individual as well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, emotional cheating cheating. Like I, I would, it would actually hurt me if, if Oscar was like, you know. Sexting. Sexting on the yep. side. Yep. Like to be honest, it would hurt me more if Oscar was sexting someone than him buying OnlyFans content or watching porn. Like yep. that, and, and that's just me. So, um, and then someone else might be the opposite. They're like, oh, fucking sex someone all you want, but don't you watch porn or like, you know, things like that. And I think there's, there's a whole other conversation around here and we won't go fully into it today, but self-pleasure, like you, people can be insecure about their partner's self-pleasuring and think that the only person that they should be sexual with is them. And, they and shouldn't need to do it themselves they should, or yeah, they shouldn't and, need to bring in toys or anything like yeah, that. And, and it's like, yep. if you need toys, if you need a self-pleasure, that means something's wrong or I'm not good enough or so again it's really really coming into the insecurity piece and I believe like all of these things can be navigated through two things working on your confidence and Mm. the the opposite of that would be healing insecurity wounds and opening up better communication Communication. with your partner yeah yeah Okay, we're going to go into the the petty triggers now. Just to finish just up. Just to have a little, have a little laugh. Let's just let's, have a little bit of a lull. And like, again, we had to just cull so fucking many. There's so many that you guys would just, you would know. Like, and we were laughing. Like we were reading them and going like, yep, yeah, yep, yep, I happens. get it. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> just so many like really, really basic ones. Some very, very specific ones. But we've just picked a few to go into. So the first, the first ones were around driving on the road and I had to pick this one as the first one because this drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> it's when a car stops and holds up traffic to let me cross the road, but it's not a pedestrian crossing and forces me to run across like they've just done me the biggest favor. I was happy to wait. <laughs> and it's funny because someone else said it as well. And that's one for me. I'm like, you know, when like cars stop when I'm like, this is a main fucking road. 
Like this is, it's almost dangerous for you to stop and let me cross. Yep. And now we're making a whole scene and now I'm anxious and now I'm trying And now to, I'm running and I'm just, oh, <laughs> you're all the things. I'm flustered. <laughs> And then the cars behind are like slamming on their brakes. It's like, why are you letting this person through? It's it's not it's a moment. You've blasted me. The next one, very basic. Do you want to read this one? When people don't indicate. I accept that this is a petty trigger because it still is a trigger because I'm like, it's just considerate. Yep. Just let me know where you're going. Let me know where you yep, show me. Yep. And it's the law. (laughs) It's not that hard. It's the law, bitch. Now I know what your thing is. You've got the good girl. Oh, <laughs> you see someone jaywalking and you're like, oi, Oh oi. my God. Is that even a thing? Like, oh my God. People used to say that. Like, oh, you can't jaywalk. You get fined. It's like, will the police officer actually come and find me for not crossing the road properly? Like... <laughs> I feel like I can picture you just like there being no cars around and you just going over and waiting for the <laughs> waiting for the push the button for the little men uh, waiting for the green man. Okay, so the next one: when you're at a cafe and your food comes before the coffee, not okay. No, I don't even know. Like there is an order. I, I used to work at a coffee shop and the co- the coffee the barista should be working with the chef to know that you cannot get the food out before the coffee order. That's just like it's standard practice. <laughs> I was I was doing this at fourteen. <laughs> it is standard practice. I'm like, how do you run a cap? Like, you have one job. Yep. You have one. Well, you have two jobs. You got to deliver the bevies and you got to deliver the food, and all your job in that is order. Bevies food. Food and and you fuck that up. I'm like, I'm not coming back. No. You just ruin – because the coffee never tastes good. I'm like, you want to be halfway through your coffee before your food Food comes comes. out. Yeah. If that happens to me, I always say, can you please put this in takeaway? And I end up taking it away because I'm like, I'm just not Mm -hmm. even going to enjoy it now. But also, let them know. Make a point of it. I need it in takeaway now because you gave me my coffee 20 minutes late. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, this next one as well. So, again, on the coffee shop topic, when couples only order one coffee and share it, the ick I get. What is this? Is this even a thing? I, I have don't never. Know. We we spoke about this one fun fact. Nat and I read this one out earlier. I'm like, does this happen? <laughs> Surely not. Please DM me, Jesse Williams Podcast on Instagram. DM us if you do this or if you've seen this happen. So if you're a barista or if you've been sitting at a coffee shop or if you have friends that share, a co- like, I need to know why. Explain why. Is this a thing? Because I'm like, part of me is like, I don't want to gaslight this person. <laughs> Too late for that. <laughs> and say this doesn't happen, but I'm a little bit shocked and I need to know. Like, I need to know if this happens. Is it because they don't want a full cup? Like, will they buy a large one and, and share it? Or, like, yeah, is it a, like a money saving thing? Or do they like just to share everything with their partner? Like, yeah, get, is it like, like a like, co- codependency yeah. thing where it's like, oh, I want like my lips to like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch the same room as you? <laughs> Which room are you talking <laughs> Jesus, Jesse. Oh my God. Okay. This isn't the sex segment, okay? I know. That I was know. last. Time. Let's stay on brand. Okay, the next one. And the reason I put this in here, so it's just funny. All this person wrote was Karen's. Yep. They don't need to say any more. No more context. We get it. Karen's. And why Nat and I thought this was so funny, I'm like, they didn't even need to have context. Someone's name has now become. A whole dictionary meaning. Like, like I feel like I could pull open a dictionary and look up the word Karen and it would tell me. And and I don't know about you and I would love to hear, like, what version of Karen you get. But when I think of a Karen, 
I think of someone that always wants to complain or they need to yep. speak to the manager. Is I was about to say, get? complaining straight up. Yeah. And do you know what? I actually feel sorry for anyone with the name that's Karen. Oh, My mum's name is Karen. I've never even had this conversation with her. So I think that it's something I'm going to have to ask her. Like, how do you, but I mean, she's 60. So I don't know if it's, uh, she's probably still aware a little bit, but she's a bit out of loop with, yeah. with, um, I feel like that could be traumatic for Karen's out Yeah. There. Especially the younger ones. Yeah. Like imagine your name meaning complaining woman you'd want to change it wouldn't you or just yeah. go under something else like yeah. when you've got your coffee order yeah I'm like I can't put Karen because they're already gonna assume I'm gonna complain. she goes by Kaz though so maybe maybe oh, she hasn't Kaz. actually noticed yeah. <laughs> but that's like Shaz isn't it yeah. <laughs> I love that she I just like I just like she just went up a few not her number plates Kaz oh my god I already love her like that's that just tells me so much about her. Like now I know she's not a Karen because she goes by Kaz. Because she's a Kaz. Because she's yep. a Kaz. Yep. Yeah. She's off the hook. Yeah. Okay. Next up, we've got when someone steps on the back of your foot while walking behind me. <laughs> you said you fucking hate this. Absolutely. I was at the football the other week, and you know when everyone's leaving the MCG at the same time, oh, oh the crowds, and it's like just keep your distance it's not even yes it hurts but also personal space it's, you're it's a complete awkward. stranger like yeah do you know what the equivalent of that is for me when you're in a coffee shop or or anywhere you're lining up you're at the lining, airport yep. you're in a line and someone's like basically breathing down your neck I'm like no one sat down and taught me around the personal space etiquette but I feel like it's common knowledge and it's funny I remember seeing like a chart and it wasn't even like a meme it wasn't even funny it was like actually real and they had like a centimeter of space of like how there's different bubbles of personal space depending Mm -hmm. on the person so there's someone who you're in an intimate or physical relationship with and then it was like x centimeters like like there is no bubble almost and then it was like if someone's a friend like how normal it is how close you should sit apart before it almost becomes okay now this is feeling like are we gonna fucking kiss (laughs) (laughs) and then there's the same with like acquaintances of like hey i know you i'm familiar with you and then there's a complete stranger Stranger. yeah and i feel like when strangers come in my friendship bubble, I'm like, you haven't earned that. And then you take a step forward and then they take a step forward. It's like... I'm like, didn't you know that I move forward mm, to have my body yep. relieved back into its space bubble? Or you almost like slouch, like to give, to, just to create more space. Mm, like it's, yeah, I've done that. I've, even in the airport, I've done the mm. thing where it's like, I kind of leave my suitcase lingering a bit and step yep. forward, and, but they then they can't step forward because my suitcase is taking the space. I'm like, don't... My aura is pure. I don't want yours meshing. We also feel this trigger. (laughs) I can relate. Um, Okay. When people use the wrong your and your as in you are, it kills me. See, I I don't get – I get it. I'm not triggered by it though. Like I I don't know if it's just that I don't pick up on it as much. Like it's like, yep, I get it's a trigger, but I don't have a response. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a response, but low key, it also depends more or less on the situation. So if someone's, you know, on their Instagram story and let's just say they're a freaking coach or they're running a business, whatever, and they're, and they're quickly selling and you can just tell that it's like, it's they organic. just haven't thought about yeah. it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. They just were, mm-hmm. they're in a flow state. Yep. They're just writing, you know, when it comes to like a professional email and things like that, like emails, it should be professional where people are like really illiterate. I'm like... How are you running a business? How are you, <laughs> how are you employed? How are you running a business? Are you Do not you proofreading? Yeah. Please proofread. Yeah. Is my inner teacher coming out and I'm like, 
Please proofread. And it's pretty easy. It's you are. If, if yeah. you can say you are, it's your yeah. apostrophe yeah. R-E. <laughs> we, we all know the system. Just yeah. stick with the system. Yeah. And okay, next up. So customer service people, not starting with a hello. Yeah, that was the one that was like not starting with a hello, yeah. which you spoke about this with Yes. So I, my girlfriend used to work at Lorna Jane and they actually weren't allowed to greet a customer with, hi, how are you? Like if a customer walked into their store, they had to start up a conversation around what brings you in today? Or I don't know, what's the weather like? Or they, they would have to engage in a conversation without, hi, how are you? Mm. Are you looking at for anything in particular today? And then go over to the leggings or the crop tops. And then they had they had rules. Like then they had to move across to, okay, um, do you need a crop top to match your leggings today? Or would you like me to get you a top to check out for wear with your leggings? It was all about a selling tactic without the hi, how are you? I wonder if that's because everyone says hi, how are you? Or hello, like good morning, things like that, where it's like they want to create a point of difference. Or I'm wondering if it's making sure where in the back of their mind, they're ensuring that all their employees front of mind is selling. Yep. I wonder. I Do you know what? There was another store I noticed I went into recently and they did something similar. And you do, like I recognize the difference straight away. I recognise the difference from them saying, hi, how are you, to actually asking me a question. And it felt more personal. Mm. I went to um, Universal the other week and brought some jeans and I hate jean shopping. Mm. And I had best customer service lady and I brought and walked out with two pairs of jeans because of how nice she was. And she kept grabbing me more sizes and styles. And I told her what I was after and straight away. And it was just a whole experience. I feel like this is one of the most underrated skills in customer service is the ability to know when people want space Mm -hmm. and when they need support. If you can read someone being like, they feel like I'm hovering over them. I'm like a helicopter person. Like they actually just want to fucking browse. But then also being able to switch and know the moment they've gone from don't talk to me to, hey, I kind to of them, want some help. They're looking around. <laughs> like, but, yeah, yeah, I feel like that's a skill yep. and not enough people in that industry have that. But I also, um, you know, spoke about this to you before where I had a background in retail. So mm-hmm. I spoke, I worked at Forever New for um, several years and then I also worked at T2. So ask me anything about tea. I just, I know. She's got it, it covered. I've got, <laughs> I can make you a mean brew. At the time, my pet hate and like what would trigger me is when genuinely someone would come in and I would say, hello, or like, hi, how mm-hmm. are you? And they would respond with just looking and I'll be like, bitch, I asked, how are you? Yep. You're just shutting me down right now. I didn't yep. ask you I'm not asking you, you to looking... buy the most expensive tea in the shop. Yeah, I didn't even ask if you need help browsing. Mm-hmm. I actually just said hello yep. to you. Yep. I actually just said hi. Um, that used to frustrate me as well. I feel like there's just so much in, in retail. I feel like like retail workers and also hospo, they just cop a lot of shit. They cop the Karens. And do you know they? what? They also like the society that we live in also looks down upon like you said, how it takes a certain person to do well in retail and customer service. But if you were to say, oh, I just work at retail at T2 at the moment just whilst I'm studying and like quickly brush it off. Yeah, I know. And it's like, no, you actually deal with like a lot of people's shit and it's a very, very prominent part of someone's life. So for example, someone could potentially go through their whole life never needing a lawyer, Mm -hmm. interacting with a lawyer. Someone could go through very, very minimal times of their life not interacting with a doctor or a surgeon or something like that. You are going to interact with people in a sales space. So considering that it's a more frequent element of people's lives, imagine if 
everyone who worked retail and hospo was a little cunt. Yeah. Like that, that's, yep. that's going to ruin everyone's life because it's such a little prominent part. And I'm like, you're very embedded in people's lives. Yeah. We can't be without you. We can't be without you. That's how I feel. And, and from working both, like I knew and I always felt this and I feel like this is why, like I'm not going to toot my own horn, but toot toot. I feel <laughs> like I was good at my job was because I always thought, I never saw myself as like just someone's stepping stone. I was like, someone mm-hmm. could come in this store and leave feeling better as a result of the service that yep. I give them. Like you, with like you, you remembered your experience with Universal. Yeah, you bought two pairs of jeans. You probably walked out. Like I remember having an experience one time where I almost sent some like a, a girl flowers because it was like the most insane experience I'd ever had in my life. And I was like, that's different. And I've also had experiences before, and it's not often. I would say once, probably in like the last six years, I've done the emailing head office thing with and say you need to fucking give that person a pay mm-hmm. rise like I've, I've mentioned their name and being like they actually made my whole they day. went above and beyond yeah. yeah and just like crediting them and even thinking about that like I don't do stuff like that as much anymore and that's probably because I haven't worked in the industry for such a long time yeah. but I remember when I worked in the industry like it's more obvious to you recognize well. yeah even with my previous job when I was dealing with um, customers face-to-face as well and like I would almost feel like this is a customer experience I am the face of the company right now like I am the first point of contact when you walk into the store or the company whatever um, you're dealing with I am the first conversation sort of thing that you have and so you want to make a good impression so that they remember the brand so that they remember the company so that they come back Mm. it is a whole customer experience have you ever had a customer make you cry a very long time oh probably about six years ago I used to um, look after the complaints for my whole whole company well for my, with my previous employer I used to have to deal with all of the complaints um, nationwide and I had this one guy complain through customer service and then it came through to my department and I took the call and um, I was talking to him and generally by the time it gets to me it's already diffused a lot anyway because they've they've gone off on their rant they're hot-headed but then they come to me they realize that their call is getting filtered through that we are listening and then it's normally okay but this guy wasn't having a bar of it. He wasn't having a bar of me. He started asking me, how old are you? And I was like, this was five years ago. So I would have been about 23. So I was very young for my role as well. Mm. And he was asking me how old I was. He was asking me who the CEO was and who, what my name was, how long I'd been at the company. He was not happy that his complaint had come through to the complaints department and then it was me. Mm. And he was asking to speak to my boss. And I said, she's overseas at the moment. It's me you can speak with. He wasn't having it and then he told me he was going to write an email and I got off the phone and I was like, oh my God. I rang my boss because she was, no, I emailed my boss because she actually was overseas and she's like, Nat, do you really think that we're going to take the words of this one guy Mm. over everything that you've done over the last five years? Yeah, that we know about you. But that was the one time where I got upset and then after my boss's response, I was like, okay, I'm all good. Mm. Yeah. I've had two, I've had two people make me cry. And the first one was someone came in and it was Christmas time. Um, and at that time, the store I worked at, we would gift wrap and gift wrap Christmas could be a long (laughs) wait. And this lady came in and she, I helped her and she picked a few items and then she said, yeah, I want them gift. Um, can I get them gift wrapped as well? I'm like, yeah, gift wrapping, like, just so you know, it's about an hour wait, but we can text you when it's ready. She was like an hour wait. And then anyway, went off on a whole rant, like so extreme. And I was just like, oh, kind of like rolling my eyes. Like Mm. it was, it was like 
unsettling, but not enough to like fully pull an emotional response. I was just like a little bit like, Whoa, I don't get paid that? enough yeah. for this shit. Yep. Do you know what yep. I mean? Like, yep. And then anyway, she was like, I'm not buying this. If I can't get it wrapped straight away, blah, blah. I'm like, well, you don't get privileges. Like we're not, you know, mm-hmm. skipping the queue. So don't buy it. And she left the store and about an hour later, she comes back in. This is just the most psychotic thing. Like I swear to God, this is what happened. She comes back in with a trolley full of all these wrap presents. And she goes, you, she comes up to me. She was like, I just want to show you all of the lovely presents I just bought from Maya and they're all gift wrapped for me. And she goes, this one is a pair of shoes from blah, blah, starts going off. And I'm like, um, there's people in the store. I got to serve. And I was like, that's lovely. I'm really, really glad you were able to get what you needed from me. She goes, no, (laughs) she's like, you will stand there and you will listen why I tell you everything I bought. And I just like, and then she just hammered me. This is a personal attack. This is a personal attack. Like I was like, whoa, this is like, yeah, insane. And anyway, I just like, she left and I like almost just cried from like, whatever. Yeah. I was just just shocked. Just shocked. And then this other lady, she came in one time and, um, she was just, just hammered me. Like I, I, I don't even remember what it was about, but just absolutely hammered me and I remember she just left and I just went out the back and just like cried because I was like you know even working the, it's always usually Christmas time as well yep. and I'm like I'm Everyone's just so out. tired and yep. I'm like I'm just fucking trying to do my best at my job and like they make it personal mm-hmm. like they make it like it's the, like they they forget that you're doing your company's like rules yeah and um you anyway, don't make up the rules it's not your policy the the next day this lady um had dropped in I can't remember was flowers or chocolates or something like that and a card and um for me and she had said the same lady the same lady she was like I was having the worst day and I took it out on you and I'm really sorry and she was like that's so sweet I know she was like I had a really bad day and um you just happened to be who I took it out on and I'm really sorry and I remember just being like oh and it just reminded me to always have compassion for people Mm -hmm. that are in that yep. kind of energy as well because it is just a reminder. You don't know what, yeah, you what they've know gone, where on. they've just come from. Yep. But I also love, like, I like that sometimes if someone, I hate seeing someone in customer service getting yelled at or confrontational or anything, but then you'll sometimes see other people just stick up for the mm-hmm. worker and say, like, look, this, they're just doing their job. Yeah. Like yep. you said, we don't make the rules or yep. anything and we're human. We're just going home to our family at the end of the night just like you yep. are. I remember another time, and this is when I was a personal trainer and I was working in a gym. God, I just must be like a people's emotional bunching, <laughs> punching bag at this rate. <laughs> and I was working and the gym I was I worked at, it was very, very small, like a very kind of like boutique style. And the etiquette of the – you know how there's like gym etiquette full stop, yep. but then there's also etiquette within the gym. So you've got any gym you walk into, this is etiquette. You know, you bring a towel, you bring like X, Y, Z. But then there's like, hey, this is how this gym works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So how – this gym works was when it was busy you share machines yep. so what that means is you do a set and someone yep, super can, set. You, yep. You, yep and then someone comes in and does a set yep. and you keep sharing and you just quickly wipe it down and, and while you're resting they go and you yep. just change and you just share a piece and um there was I had a PT client with me and um and her name's Laura she's she was just the fucking best and um anyway so this guy he was in the leg press and he was probably around like late 50s 60s but like this really really short like like I'm talking like, like up a to muscle my shoulder man? like yeah yeah like yeah. a muscle just fucking hot-headed yeah. Yeah. Revan, like yeah. let's go <laughs> like kind of had like a little bit of like probably 
little dick syndrome. <laughs> and um, I said to him, I was like, hey, do you mind if we jump in when, while you rest? Because he was just sitting there and he was just waiting. And I was like, hey, do you mind if my client jumps in while you're resting? And he goes, oh, and he huffs and he got out and then we hopped in. And then anyway, I was like, uh, Laura, jump out. So she jumped straight out and we're like, yeah, you can hop in. So he went and did his set and then anyway, just sat there again. And I was like, do you mind if we jump back in? And then he just blew it. I'm talking, I don't know what happened. Red face, veins nearly popping out. He's like, oh, I come to this gym. I pay X, Y, Z so I can train and I should be allowed to sit in the machine. And just like, oh my God, just went like full abuse me. And my client at the time almost like stood in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) You can't speak to my PT like that. She literally goes, do not speak to her like that. Good on her. I love Laura. I felt like she was like my fucking mum, but the best kind. I was like, I... You're going to be a great mum. Yeah. She just literally, like, I didn't even have the chance to say. She needs anything. like a school teacher or something. She, yeah. I, I didn't even, I didn't even get a word out, and she just finger in the fucking face and was like, "You do not speak to her that way." And like, it was so funny. Anyway, and then my boss ended up com- coming over, and he was like, just said to the guys, like, "You need to leave," and um, because he just caused like a whole scene, and and the guy left, and then I'm pretty sure um he cancelled his membership and stuff. But yeah, I'm he'd just be like, too embarrassed to come back. <laughs> yeah, and I remember running into him in Coles one day, and I was like, looked at him like. Like, I know I who you are. Yeah. We, you, I know you Do know. Do you know, the other week I was walking down Elwood and I was walking my girlfriend's dog and there was a runner running the opposite direction and I was just talking to my girlfriend and I don't know if he just thought that he had the right away because he was a runner and I was walking with a coffee in my hand. I have no idea. I was holding my girlfriend's dog with the lead and he ran in between me and the dog. And then so I've had to like, he's like literally got tangled up between the lead and the dog. I've had to let go of the dog so that he can keep going. And he just looks at me, he gives me like a stink eye and then just keeps running. And I was just like, what, what just happened? And I looked at my girlfriend, I'm like, and she was like, is my dog okay? I'm like, lucky. And then there was two other people walking past and they're both like, um, what just happened? What did he do? And I said to them, I'm like, was I in the wrong there? And they're like, no, no, it was just a whole thing. And I turn around and he doesn't even say a word. He just looks at me and keeps running as if I'm in the wrong. Where people, I just can't. Yeah, I just can't. I feel like if anything from this, the takeaway is just be nicer to people. Yep. Just be kinder to people. Because we all get triggered. We all get fucking <laughs> triggered. We're all triggered. And even like, let's come back to the car ones because there were a lot of car triggers, right? It was like when people, um, you know, for one for me is like when people don't wave when I let them in. There's like when people cut that we had, when people cut you off in traffic and all yep. the things happen. And I'm going to go ahead and say everyone's been the cutter offer mm-hmm. before. Whereas We've I've all been accident- in a rush. I've accidentally cut someone off because I literally didn't see them and mm-hmm. hadn't checked my blind spot properly. Or I've been in a rush and I've been in the wrong lane or I've like panicked and I forgot to like, I've done that, you know? And I felt guilty. I've been like, oh my God, sorry. And you know, you don't know that that person's in their car. Like we assume they're in their car, like, fuck you. Like, fuck you. I'm sneaking. And what if they're like, oh my God, I'm in the wrong lane. Shit, I'm so sorry. Like you just never know. And this is where I really think that as humans, we can hold the more generous interpretation of others better. Hold the more generous interpretation of people you watch on social media. Hold a more generous interpretation of your fucking partner. Yeah, You know, that that even when they're doing X, Y, Z, it's not because they're trying to be sneaky or malicious. Sometimes Maybe they are. Maybe they're stressed out. They've Maybe got something going on. It's Yeah, yep. and, and like they can still love you and mm-hmm. like all the things, you know, have the most generous interpretation of your friends. Have the most generous interpretation of a stranger. So as a little bit piece of homework as well, I invite everyone to just like 
go out and today and do a random act of kindness. Just pick something that you know could brighten someone's day. You know, last week, two of the things I did last week was one day when I got my morning coffee, I said, hey, can I pay for the next five people's coffees? And you can just mm-hmm. give them to the next five people who walk in. And I just paid for five larges. And I was like, whether they get a small or whatever, you know, it's paid for. Um, I paid for five people's coffees. And I'm like, someone's going to come in and go to pay for their coffee today. It's f- what, five fucking dollars? Yeah. It's nothing, but it's going to make it's them so... It's going to make gonna their set whole the, day. Fully set up their day. And then the other one was I had these two delivery guys come and deliver furniture. And um, when they left, I was like, here's a tip. And I gave them... There was two of them and I, I told them they could split it. And I gave them $50 cash. And they were like, oh, we don't get tips. And I was like, well, you did today. Chuck and it in your pocket and run. They <laughs> were literally like thank you like oh my god like they were they were just grinning ear to Mm. ear absolutely stoked and something as simple as that and obviously in those situations both of those are financial but you can help an old lady put her groceries in the car you can pick a flower and leave it for a fucking stranger like there's just so many things that that you can do but and just just smile at someone wait like even just talk to someone as you're walking past them yep yeah, yeah, people that like even Oscar and I, we say good morning or hello to a lot of people that walk past. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are so shocked, like, oh, yeah, good, good morning. Like, yep. they're, you know, and something so simple, like, you could have been the first person that they've spoken to all week. Like, mm-hmm. you just don't know. So, I hope from, from today you've got permission to not even permission, but you've just come into the realizations of going away and doing some fucking deeper inner work on yourself. Like, I think the trending theme today is insecurity. Yeah. Like really identifying these, why you're triggered by this. Yeah. And it's like when you think about it, comparison stems from insecurity within yourself. Um, you know, relationship, like a lot of stuff we spoke about relationships stems from insecurity mm-hmm. in yourself. Like a lot of the things we spoke to, it's you not knowing who you are or you not being convicted in that or you not feeling like you're doing enough, making enough, achieving enough. It's, it's you really just not seeing that you're fucking enough as you are. Mm-hmm. And I know that sounds cliche as well but it's yeah I think everyone can do work on building up their confidence and things like that and just be nicer to people yep and that's that we're all human yeah we're all just yep (laughs) thank you guys for tuning in we loved that you joined in with us the next episode of spill the tea we'll be back with me spilling some tea Mm -hmm. we will put up the spicy questions for you to ask me and um keep an eye on our socials and I'll answer them for you guys see you in the next episode thank you (laughs) 